hello, hello. Hi, everyone. My name is Hannah Barron, and welcome to Pop Off Queens. Got to get those snaps in there. If you're still here with me after episodes one and two, thank you so, so, so much. You're amazing. I appreciate you. You're fantastic. As you know, for those of you who have been with us for a long time, we love our special effects here, so you're going to have to deal with it if you're new. But thank you guys so, so much. You don't know how much this means to me. And for those of you who are just joining us, here's a little brief intro to what we do here on Pop-Up Queens. This is a pop culture podcast that is taking a different approach to discussions on all things pop culture. Here, the intent is to gain a generational perspective on different aspects of pop culture and compare those to pop culture today. Each episode, we will bring in guests from different generations, and we will ask them to share their opinions on current pop culture and how it relates to the popular culture of their time. So I have some really bad news for you guys. Unfortunately, this will be Pop-Off Queen's last episode. Oh. I know. It's it's sad. It's upsetting. But it's also bittersweet, in my opinion. It's bitter because... Of course, I have to end this podcast. It's upsetting. I've loved taking you guys along for the ride, having you on this journey with me. But I think it's also sweet, I think, to get philosophical for a second and to praise myself a little bit. Sorry, I just have to do that. I think it's sweet because I feel like I've been able to do my job and to accomplish the goal that I set out um, when starting this podcast, which I believe is bridging the gap between pop culture the pop culture of different generations and really trying to gain a better understanding and to try to really communicate and speak the same language through pop culture despite the generational gap, the generational difference. And I feel like we we as a group, along with my listeners, you guys have really, you guys have helped move this movement along, this podcast along. So I got to give credit where credit's due. I got to give credit to you guys as well. Um, but I really feel like we've been able to bridge this gap and to have some communication with those of different generations about pop culture, which is extremely important in this day and age and in any day and age and any generation. So I think we've been able to accomplish that goal. And once again, I've gone on my tangent, but um, I just wanted to say that I'm really sorry this is the last episode, but um, it's bittersweet also. So this also means, unfortunately, this will be our last tidbit of the day. Oh, I made the all, my own aw sound effect there. Um... So because it's the last one, we, of course, have to make this really special. As you may have noticed in past episodes, there is a pattern with the tidbits of the day. I try to relate them to the special guests that are going to be on the podcast with us the day of. So, for example, the one with my nanny, my grandmother, that episode, um, the tidbit of the day was OK Boomer. Of course, we discussed, even though she wasn't of the baby boomer generation, I think many of us have had that relatable experience where we listen to our grandparents kind of talk and talk and talk about what happened back in their day. So sorry, once again, you went on a tangent, but on to the tidbit of the day for this episode, it's also related to our guest. And it is about the way that Gen Spheres, Gen Zers speak, which is with gen- abbreviations, often with abbreviations. So I'm not really sure if it's an efficiency thing, trying to shorten sentences, make them short and sweet. So you don't have to speak for as long. That is definitely a possibility when it comes to abbreviations. Or maybe it's a way of sounding cool. I don't want to be, I don't want to make assumptions, but I have a feeling it might lean more towards that way. We'll see though. We're going to unpack it and we're also going to speak to our special guest of the day about it. 
Um, but teens these days, they seem to love using these abbreviations when texting or speaking. Some of them include, you may have heard them if you haven't, I will translate the Gen Z generation, the Gen Z language for you. But um, some include LOL or DW for those of you who don't know what that means. LOL means laugh out loud. I've noticed actually when I talk to my friends, even I do it sometimes. LOL, I, I thought used to be more of a texting thing, like some something something funny you respond with lol but i feel like now people also say it in conversation like you say something funny and someone will just go lol out loud which is funny to hear because usually i just see that in text um and dw means don't worry so that one's mostly in text if you just see if you do something for somebody or someone says thank you you write dw don't worry um, it's just funny. I don't know if you've, for parents out there listening to this podcast, if you've ever looked at your kids' phones, it looks like Morse code or something in completely different language, just a bunch of letters next to each other. And that, that sounds like words, but I mean like two letters next to each other, DW. You may not know what that means, for example, but that means don't worry. It just looks like a completely different language, which is what we're trying to do here is translate that language. So, um, at least in my personal experience, I know that I never used to use abbreviations a lot, but to be honest, I think that part of teenage years is going through a little conformity, and I know that I have conformed to using abbreviations a lot, like everyone else does, um, through texting, and I'm guilty as charged. I do say LOL sometimes in regular conversation, um, which kind of just goes to show, like I said again, if you want to experience a new language, just look through your kids' phones, parents, and you'll see a new language. Um, but it just kind of just, it just shows how different of a language and seers speak compared to other generations. And I think that's something to point out. I think maybe it could contribute to the fact that parents, grandparents, whoever, often have no idea what we're talking about. And we often dismiss that as, ugh, our parents are so annoying. Why can't they understand what we're saying? But um, I think there's something to be said about the fact that abbreviations, it's kind of a whole different language. You kind of have to experience it for yourself to really see that. But um, we can't really blame our parents and our grandparents anymore for saying like, for saying things like, ugh, I can't understand you. What are you guys saying? You know, because it's confusing. Um, But I think that this relates to our special guest of the day because the person we're going to be having on today um, is someone who is very in with today's lingo and is fluent in the language of Gen Z. So if you are interested in learning a new language, stick along for the ride and you will hear it. Wow, our last tidbit that was so nostalgic, it makes me want to cry. Sorry, I had to take a moment of silence there for our last tidbit because they really have been fun. And I got to say thank you again, guys, for sticking with me through all my tangents because you guys know it can go on and on and on about one tidbit. It almost takes up the entirety of the podcast we might as well name this podcast tidbit of the day um anyways once again i've gone on a tangent um it is now time to introduce our special guest of the day today's special guest is my brother elias snaps 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 we do snaps here we do snaps here um before you bring elias in though I have to supply a little background, per usual, on our special guest. It's, it's important. It's traditional. So here we go. My bro, my brother, bro, because abbreviations, once again, we got to carry on with that 
that pattern, that theme throughout the pod, throughout this episode abbreviation. So I'm going to incorporate those a little bit in here so you can learn the language. My bro, Elias, he's 14. He is of the same generation as me. So he is Gen Z, which is interesting. You guys might be wondering, but I thought this was a generational podcast. Um, why do you have someone of a different generation of the same generation? I mean, as you, if you're supposed to get a more generational perspective and you'll see why. Um, so he, my brother, he likes rap music. He likes sports. And he also likes saying as little as possible whenever asked questions. So you might be thinking, why would you want someone who doesn't really speak that much to be on a podcast? Well, I think that this type of conversation will hopefully intrigue him. We're going to be able to get some great answers out of him. I'm hopeful, um, but we'll have to see. So fingers crossed, everybody. Um, so back to what I was saying about how Elias and I are, are of the same generation, which is Gen Z. Um even though we are both Gen Z, I think there's also a little generational gap between us. I think that I consider Gen Z, like each generation to be kind of on a spectrum. And I think Elias and I are on complete opposite spectrums of Generation Z. Um, we like we have completely different interests. We like different things, different music, different style. We kind of interpret pop culture in our own ways, I think, even if we're not thinking about even if we're not directly thinking, oh, this is how I'm going to interpret pop culture today. We, the way everything we do kind of involves a little bit of pop culture. And I think we do that in very different ways. So I think that it's going to be an interesting conversation because there's going to be a lot that my brother and I won't agree on that I didn't know about him and he didn't know about me that um, that's going to come up in our conversation. And it's just kind of, kind of, it's going to go to show that even in the same generation, there's still so much of a gap. There's still so much of a bridge between two people who are considered both Gen Z, even though they have completely different interests. So it's going to be interesting to hear. Um, but I'm pretty confident in the fact that we do have different opinions on pop culture. So you guys are in for a ride. This might be maybe a little bit more of a debate than a discussion. We're going to try to keep it a breezy discussion, but you'll see. Um, but yeah, so... I'm excited for you guys to meet Elias. It's going to be a great discussion. Let's get into it. All right. Enough of my rambling. It's now time to bring in our special guest. What's up, Elias? How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Thank you so, so much for joining us and speaking with us today. I'm so excited to have you here, and I think a lot of our listeners are really excited to have you here because I think you're probably the most relatable guest we've had on the show, being that we're both from the same generation and we're around the same age. So just to give you some background on what we're doing here, um, this podcast is all about getting a generational perspective on all things pop culture in order to bridge a gap between our different understandings of what it is and what it means. Even though we're from the same generation, I feel like we're often on opposite ends of it. And there's so much that I want to learn from your side. And I'm hoping that there are things that you want to learn from mine. Um, but just so you guys know who are listening, we're going to be doing this a little bit differently today. So usually I'm the one who asks my guest all the questions. But today we've asked Elias to prepare some questions to ask me. Um, just because, once again, this is a generational show. We're getting a generational perspective. And I feel like You've always heard me asking other people's opinions, but I think it's time for me to include some of my put input in here. Um, the interviewer has kind of become the interviewee today. Um, so once again, thank you, Elias, for ha coming, and I think we're going to have a great discussion. Are you ready, Elias? 
Yes. Awesome. Let's get started. Alrighty, so let's get right into questions. I don't really want this to be so much of an interview as more of a discussion. Um, I think that we'll start off with a few questions, but then we can kind of just get into a nice discussion about it. We don't have to treat this like an interview. But my first question is, um, of course, there's so many people in the public realm, celebrities, there's actors, actresses, dancers, singers, uh, fashion designers, who many people would consider admirable um, and that contribute a lot to pop culture. Can you name someone or like a couple people that you consider admirable and can you explain a little bit why you think they're admirable well one person i could i could think of is kanye because well first of all he makes very good music that's very like inspiring and if you really listen to the music the lyrics have like meaning to them and then also like he changed style and stuff he's he has like his own he makes yeezys and stuff like that it's a very respectable choice. I like that. Um, so on to our next question. I think this will generate a lot of discussion because it's a very important question. But um, one thing that's very common that we see today throughout social media and just in popular culture in general is trends. Do you think you can explain a little bit what trends are for us? Well, trends is where a couple people or just someone starts something and a bunch of people follow because they like it or just because they want to be different. Thank you. So this kind of relates to the word conformity, which I think sometimes we hear about, we don't hear enough about actually um, in publicity and how that relates to pop culture. Um, Because especially nowadays, trends are a big part of pop culture. And for those of you who don't know what conformity means, that's kind of when you conform or follow someone or something, such as a trend, um, maybe without reason, just because everyone else is doing it and you kind of want to be like everyone else and you want to be conformed to what they're doing. So do you think that pop culture is all about conformity or is there more to it than that? Uh, I think there's definitely more to it than that. Obviously, on social media, people can see a lot of different trends and they may want to follow it. It's because they see other people doing it and they want to be like them. But I feel like a lot of people um, form their own opinions and find their own stuff they like and try not to be like everyone else. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I mean, I think in some ways um, it is does involve a lot of conformity, but there are always those people who start those trends, they obviously weren't conforming and they are being unique. So there's always some, those people out there who are unique and start their own trends, even without the expectation that anyone will conform to them or follow them. So I think there's still a lot of creativity out there. So on to our next question. I know when I'm going through my TikTok and I read comments and things like that, and like, let's say there's a video on some new trend, there's always going to be people out there in the comment section or on any other forms of social media, like Twitter, for example, who have a lot of hate, even without cause, just, just hate for no reason. Um, I mean, you could see like the video of a little kid doing something and you can find hate anywhere. It's it's pretty upsetting in my opinion. Um, but what do you think is the effect that cancel culture, which for those of you who don't know what cancel culture is, that's something that's definitely become common throughout social media in this day and age where it's just anybody could put anything out on social media. It could be absolutely anything from a cute puppy to something absolutely horrible. But no matter what it is, there's always going to be people out there who just hate, hate, hate it and try to quote-unquote cancel you um which means kind of make sure to make sure that society forgets about you and just ignores you and acknowledge and moves on from you um 
and whatever idea you put forth or anything you put forth. So do you, what do you think is the effect that cancel culture has had on pop culture? Uh, I think cancel culture isn't a good thing. Because sometimes I'll just be scrolling on TikTok. I'll see this really funny video. And I want to check the comments to see what other people are, are thinking about the video. And I just see people canceling other people. I just don't understand why. Like, why can't everyone just laugh at it and just, like, scroll to the next video? Instead, they have to put a comment out there. Like, I understand if it was a really bad thing, but if it's something that, like, wouldn't hurt you and you could just move on from it, then there's really no reason. Yeah, I agree. I think that, I mean, of course, we've seen a lot in this day and age, especially in the political, not to get political, we don't want to get political here, but um, especially in the political realm, just to touch base on it a little bit, um, there's a lot of, especially on Twitter, for example, um, cancel culture is definitely at play even and oftentimes for example politicians some politicians do say things that are questionable and maybe deserve some criticism i don't know if criticism is the right word but don't deserve to be acknowledged necessarily um because maybe it's full of misinformation but i think despite that like you said it could be something so funny and it still receives hate so it's kind of upsetting that that's what society has come to um, which brings me on to my next question, which is very related to what we just talked about. Maybe you can touch base on it a little more. What do you think is the effect that social media has had on pop culture? Um, it's definitely had a big effect because a lot of people get style, um, what they like to listen to, their opinions from social media. And it's had a big influence on pop culture because everything is changing and social media is influencing that change and stuff. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that, like, I know, for example, in my opinion, or in my case, I often get a lot of ideas for different things from something like Pinterest, for example, or what I see on TikTok. Um, it's just kind of, it's just such an easy resource to find and to find new ideas from. And I think that maybe because it's so attainable and so just there and it's all around us that social media almost has become like a generator of pop culture almost like it generates new things that kind of make up what pop culture is today um so on to our next question which is related to what we're talking about to tiktok instagram twitter etc do you think that people of our generation prefer watching tiktok and youtube for example just to name a few forms of social media more so than cable tv or network tv for example and i know and some of our other guests we've talked to like my mom and my grandmother i know social media obviously wasn't available even tv wasn't available to them when they were super young but um as they got older tv was a big thing and everyone loved watching tv cable tv and i think that today in the in this day and age i almost never hear anybody watching anything on cable tv it's all about like streaming services like netflix or tiktok or youtube so i was wondering um what you have heard, what you think, do people prefer, and why do they prefer maybe TikTok or other forms of social media more? Yeah, I think TikTok and YouTube and other on-the-go ser- streaming services have been more used now than sitting down and watching a TV show, mainly because you don't have to sit down and watch it. You can just pick up your phone and iPad and just watch it on the go. You don't have to be like sitting down on a couch you just watch it wherever you want. So what also related to social media, um, on the topic of screens, 
of course, over the years with more technology and enhancements in technology and new forms of social media, and especially over quarantine period ever since COVID hit, there's been a huge spike in screen time among, I think, all ages, probably especially teens and adolescents. But do you think that in relation to pop culture, this screen time and this overabundance of screens and social media might have a negative effect on pop culture or maybe more of a positive effect because so many more people are using it all at once and getting new ideas. What do you think about that? I think it's a mix of both because obviously social media is influencing others. I feel like um, it can influence people too much and it causes people to not have their own opinions on things and they just listen to others and follow trends. But I think the high screen time isn't necessarily a horrible thing i know it's bad for the brain and stuff but we need our computers to do school from online or to do homework and now just everything is online yeah i completely agree i think that it's it's also kind of become like a thing that we rely on that we need because everything's become so digitized these days but i think that it's also had a large negative effect like you mentioned so back to TikTokers and back to social media. Um, I wanted to get your opinion on um, what I've been seeing recently in the media regarding especially TikTokers, but also YouTubes, for example. Of course, everyone loves their favorite Hollywood celebrities, their favorite actors and actresses. And if you spot them in public, of course, those paparazzi, people are going to go crazy. But I've also noticed that a similar thing, obviously, to a lesser extreme, has been happening with people like, with just TikTokers and YouTubers who are just average people who go viral and just gain a lot of followers and views and kind of become famous or get the hype, as like Gen Zers like to say. Um, for those who don't know what get the hype means, it just means that they get a lot of, they become very popular and get a lot of views and a lot of followers. Um, but I was wondering, but there's also a lot of people on TikTok who have a lot of talent. There's like a whole side of TikTok where there's painters, there's dancers, there's singers, all these people who have amazing talent who don't get a lot of recognition. So I was wondering, do you think that it's fair or what's your opinion on the fact that there's a lot of TikTokers out there who maybe some people would describe them as quote unquote talentless, but they still get a lot of pop, they still get a lot of acknowledgement for it and a lot of hype for it. I was wondering if you think it's fair that those people get more hype or overhyped than people who actually have a lot to offer and a lot of talent on TikTok. Uh, yeah, I think it's a little bit unfair, but people like Charlie D'Amelio have been there since basically the start of TikTok and they had, well, the D'Amelios had, a viral, had viral videos and then from that they gained a lot of attraction. So they, I guess you could say they got lucky. Like they went viral once and then they just kept going viral and they started getting attraction followers. But I feel like the people that have actual talent get overshadowed because sometimes I'll just be scrolling through TikTok and I'll come up uh, along some video where someone showing actual talent and I'll have like a thousand views. And then next I'll see a Charlie D'Amelio view, video with like eight million likes. It's just crazy how, um how they went viral and now their whole lives have been changed and stuff. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a lot of like what I've seen recently because you're right, the Demelios, for those of you who don't know the Demelios are, they're these two sisters on TikTok. One of them dances, the other sings, I think. Um, but they both kind of became very famous off of each other a little bit too um, and now have a lot of followers and 
probably when people think of TikTok, they might think of them a lot because they're just people who have quote unquote a lot of hype. Um, but I think that especially as t- now TikTok's been around for a little bit longer now, I think a lot of people who become famous, a lot of people use each other on TikTok, I think, to become famous. I know people who like started hanging out with the D'Amelios maybe, for example, and have become famous because of that. So it's a lot of a lot of it's by association, I think, um, which is just interesting to compare to like celebrities and actors and actresses who become famous for actually acting and actually being in movies and kind of having that talent. It's kind of easy with social media and with like your ability to just post anything and become recognized anywhere. It's easy, honestly, kind of easy to become famous nowadays, um, which is interesting and ironic in contrast to celebrities and actors and actresses who had to work hard and had to go to job after job trying to find an acting job before they actually got famous and got recognition. So one thing that I really wanted to bring up to you, Elias, and talk to you about is a distinct experience that always comes up in my mind and that was coming up continuously in my mind when I was writing these questions for you and I was preparing for our discussion. And that is that, just to share the story, so Elias and I obviously go to the same school together and I drive myself and him home every day. And I know Elias often likes to take the cord that's plugged into my phone and play blast actually blast his music really loud in my car um and most of it i guess you could classify it would you say it's fair to classify it as rap music mostly yes it's mostly rap music okay um thank you for the clarification so yeah i I guess it's fair to say he likes to blast in my car mostly rap music and i've asked him a couple times after listening to some of the songs listening to lyrics if he knows what the meaning behind a lot of these songs are and I feel like I've never really received a distinct answer or like a set in stone answer from him about the meaning so I wanted to ask you and I wanted you to shed a little light on um kind of how music has changed and how sound has changed and if you think that is music today really about the meaning behind the lyrics or is it more just about oh I see someone else listening to this song I'm gonna listen to it too because I've seen it on TikTok I've seen other people listening to it just for the purpose of listening to it, not because of the actual meaning. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I think music is more about just um, making you happy or just getting you in a good mood more than actually the meaning behind the song. But there are definitely a lot of songs, and actually every song probably has some meaning behind it. But I feel like most of the music I listen to is just because I like the song, not because of the meaning behind it. But sometimes um, sometimes I like to actually like listen to the lyrics and actually understand what's happening. Okay, yeah, I, I think that's fair. I just wanted to ask because I feel like I haven't, when I asked you in the car, I feel like I didn't really receive a clear answer, but I think that I agree with you. I think sometimes we all just like to listen to music, whatever song it is, just because it makes us feel good or maybe it makes us feel sad, whatever it is. Um, And, of course, the meaning's important, but sometimes it's the way it makes us feel that's more important. Um, So those are all my questions for you, Elias. It's it's now time for our new segment on the podcast and our last, because this is unfortunately our last episode, but it's time for Elias to ask me some of his pressing questions. So ask away, Elias. Um, So the first question I thought of was, what do you think about pop culture and how, like, culture has changed since what it used to be so of course we're of the same generation 
I haven't really experienced pop culture in another generation, but I think that after speaking to our mom and our grandmother and seeing how how pop culture was in their generation, I think that there's a huge drastic difference between what we have and what they had. Um, I think that to make some metaphors, social media plays a humongous role in pop culture today. It's kind of like our pop culture generator, like I said before. Um, I think that a lot of things we can classify as pop culture, music, style, um, even how to make certain food, um, dances, songs, anything along those lines. A lot of it comes from social media. A large majority of it actually comes from social media. And I think it's interesting just to make a contrast between that and um, what I learned from my mom and grandmother about their generations is that they, in their day and age, pop culture was a lot more about um, just new and innovative songs and movies and like each decade kind of had a different style. I feel like this day and age is all about the trends. It's about the social media, what you see on social media, and then you end up trying it and the trend just builds and builds and builds. And so eventually the trend kind of is forgotten and you move on to the next one. Um, and I think that to go back to my question about conformity, it is about a lot about conformity. I think that's an important part of pop culture. Um, and um, that has to do with trends. And I think that trends kind of set the tone for pop culture and what it's going to be and it comes out of our pop culture generator which is social media so I think that to answer your question in a single sentence it's kind of a lot about social media and what even ordinary people put out there because I think in past generations a lot of pop culture came from celebrities and the people we look up to from Hollywood for example but nowadays it could come from anybody, which I think is actually a really cool thing. Anybody could set the tone for pop culture. Anybody can put anything out there they want and it will become a trend and become popular and that will then become pop culture, which I think is really cool and interesting. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely a lot easier to spread trends now than used to because of social media and stuff like that. So my next question is obviously music has changed. Um, what do you think about this change in music? I think that one thing that's great about it is there's so, so, so many options out there for anybody. And I see it all over TikTok. I think it's really cool. Or YouTube or wherever, Instagram. I think it's cool how we don't have to wait for one person to put out their music. We can, on TikTok, we can, it's really cool how I think that instead of just listening to the music, we now have so much power as people when we receive music that we can do anything with it. And I think what's cool on TikTok is people can do, they, they make dances to it. They make different like themed clothes to it, for example, things like that. I think it's so cool how we now as people, when we get the music, we have the power to do with it what we want. Instead of just listening to it and loving the music, we get to make something out of it, which I think is really cool. I think that... um even though my personal opinion, some of the songs I hear on TikTok, I don't particularly love and I probably wouldn't listen to. There's still, there's so many sides to TikTok that I will find something I like on there, I think, because there's so, so, so many options. So I think that music has just become much more flexible and it's kind of given people a lot more power and a lot more say in what they choose to do with the music. Yeah, I definitely agree. I know a lot of people use music as like a way to escape and just get in a good mood and just chill. Um, so my last question for you is how do you think style has changed with like 
clothes and stuff like that i think that especially well because i'm a woman and i'm probably will see more tiktoks on tiktok i'm sorry i mentioned tiktok a lot but on tiktok um with women's clothing but i think this also plays into trends and trends definitely for sure play a big part in setting the tone for style and for clothes um i know i i've recently become very interested in clothes i think it's really cool how the whole fashion show fashion industry works so i follow some accounts that display different fashion shows i think it's really cool to see how it's really become so much more of an art i think especially in terms of like those traditional brands that we can all name like chanel like um versace i think those those um brands too have even played into trends which is interesting to see they've kind of been able to keep up with the times and if you watch their fashion shows it's amazing how artistic they are and how they put so much thought and detail into it and they even will incorporate trends that they see ordinary people ordinary people doing on social media kind of to appeal i think to those who like us like people on tiktok like gen z who will be looking up to those brands and who will admire those brands i think another thing that's great about style is the how inclusive it's become once again if you watch those fashion shows it's amazing to see the diversity in body shape and race and there's just so much diver- more diversity out there with style especially um that it can now appeal to everyone whereas i think before maybe it couldn't which is another great thing about pop culture is how inclusive it's become um and how much how flexible it's become for everybody um and i think that yeah to wrap up what i was saying when i went on my long tangent i think that style definitely has a lot to do with trends and even it also has to do with conformity i think anything you bring up related to pop culture has to do with conformity um because we're all kind of conforming to something but i think that it's amazing how flexible and diverse style has become yeah i agree style has changed a lot and i feel like recently it's become clothes and stuff have become a lot more vibrant and like flashy and stuff and um i feel like people are more comfortable with wearing whatever they want and they won't be embarrassed by what they're wearing. Well, that wraps up Elias' questions. That wraps up my questions. Brother, thank you so, so, so much for taking the time away from my knowing your video games and your phone to talk to me today. It was really cool to gain that new perspective on even my own generation that I didn't have before and to see kind of how you view pop culture and hopefully you were able to see how I view it and even our own generation. Um, I feel like I learned a lot about you and what you like and i hope you learned a lot about me too thank you of course thank you so much elias if you want to hear more from me you can subscribe and listen to this podcast on any platform that offers podcasts like spotify or itunes and for more info on me and the mission behind this podcast please visit www.popoffqueens.com that's www.popoffqueens.com. Hold on, hold on. Before we end, before we close out, and since this is the last episode, I gotta say something to memorialize this, to trivialize this, because this has been amazing. So I just want to say thank you so, so, so much to all our amazing listeners. Thank you for coming along with this journey with me. If you've been here since episode one, I appreciate you. Even if you've been here since episode three, I appreciate you. You're all amazing, and thank you. And I just... I got to say something I think that'll make this sick. And that is that popular culture, it's constantly evolving to keep up with its rapidly changing humans. It's all moving really fast. And just like the great Ferris Bueller once said, 
Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. I know that everyone uses that quote to describe the quick pace of life, so you might think it's cheesy, and I don't blame you, but what I like about it is that it's stuck. I am proud to say that a quote from a movie that was made in 1986 is still a large part of popular culture today. If there is one thing that this whole experience has taught me, it is that there are certain things that truly can transcend generations. And we don't need trend after trend when there will always be certain things that we will memorialize forever. And that right there, that's popular culture. Period queen. I'm sorry, but I had to get my last naps in before we close out this podcast. And I hope that this is going to sound cheesy too, but I got to say it. That just like that quote and many other things in popular culture, this too will stick and be able to transcend generations. So thank you. Bye, everybody.